Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Uh, and on a weekly basis, we try to bring you the news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, uh, how's week five of quarantine going? Not bad. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh I'd, uh, I'd be lying if I said I'm not getting a little tired of it, but we got some some sun here on the uh, East Coast, rare spring day. So, looking forward to running out there and getting some getting some sun in. When are the barber shops opening up for you? Not soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> not soon enough. I might I might take a straight edge to this. Uh, my hair is really bad, so if I let it grow out, that that's going to become apparent. Nice. Well, we've been looking for some good news and. Uh... I guess the UFC gave us some decent news in the last, uh, what, seven days or so uh, with the announcement that uh, we're going to – it appears that we're actually going to get some uh, some fights in on uh, on television, uh, starting with UFC 49 – 249, I'm sorry, on, uh, on May 9th. Uh, it'll be a pay-per-view event. Uh, prelims look like they'll be on ESPN, followed by the, the pay-per-view main card. Uh, and then they're following up, it looks like, with two more events that week. I'm sorry, within the next seven days. And then uh, following up that next weekend with another fight night. So, you know, I, I suppose in a, in a world of uh, not a lot of good news, it's, uh, it's a nice little uh, boost of uh, entertainment that we'll be getting. Yeah, I think we uh, – As I mean, I know, right, of course, you're going to have folks uh... – you know, harping on about the safety and stuff, and we did we did the whole all of last week's podcast about that. Coincidentally, we talked about the UFC and other people trying to flock to Florida, and uh, you know, with uh, Doctor Lucas, and uh, lo and behold, that seems to be what's happening for the next three events. So uh, uh, UFC two forty nine and whatever they're going to call the next two after that, uh, like in a in a within a week's time, they're going to do three events on the. So it's the 9th, the 13th, and the 16th, I believe. And, yeah, and on um, the 23rd, they even they got ones lined up too. Yeah, so it looks like they're going to try to get back on track. Um, again, it, it, you know, only time will tell. It's we'll, we'll, if uh, this is going to be a hit or a miss for them. I think uh, obviously, if folks uh, pop hot for the virus, then uh, they're going to have some splaining to do. If not, then uh, you know, then everyone's going to be, all, you know, thanks for bringing us some action. I mean, you and I are both pretty honest about, yes, we want to see it and stuff, you know, but it's going to be messed up if someone falls sick to it. Coincidentally, Lyman Good was supposed to be on the original UFC 249 before they started doing this, uh, these uh, do over card, this do over card, and and uh, he popped hot for coronavirus. Let it be known after the fact, after he got over it. So um, it's, he said he was sick uh, for about two weeks. I uh, I wrote about it over at MyMMANews.com. But, um, you know, and he's going to donate his blood plasma and stuff to see, you know, if it can help out. But, um, I mean, if something like, th- like that happens, obviously, I mean, the recovery rate's pretty high for the virus and stuff. And, you know, we had Dr. Lucas on last week to, to talk to, about the medical side of things. But still, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see if it if if it's if it's worth it. Uh, 
I'm with you though. Like um, until first bell, you said it last week. It, until the first bell and the cage door opens and and it's on my TV screen, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to even try to do predictions or anything. No, I mean next week if everything's still on 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 schedule, uh, we'll we'll do a preview show. Uh, late late the, next week. Late next week, we'll probably yeah. uh, do some beers on a Friday night or something mm-hmm. after the weigh-ins, um, and, and get that going. But uh, yeah. I, Look, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting numb to the situation, but I, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where there's no chance of anybody ever getting the coronavirus. Um, I, I mean, if we're sitting around waiting till we have zero cases in the country, uh, we might be waiting for the next be a long time. 500 years. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I, 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 maybe that's true. Maybe that's wrong. But um, it just seems to be the case. I, I and we're in a situation now where if they can do it with limited amount of people and uh, and and do it as safely as possible, you know, if they get an outbreak and all of a sudden 10 people at, at a show come up with it, then it's not going to look good at all. That's that's a given. But uh, truth be told, if, if anybody's going to survive it, I would imagine these athletes in, in these prime shape and health uh, probably will shake it off fairly easy. Um, obviously, knock on wood with that. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, at some point we got to We got to try. Someone's got to be the first to try and see what happens. And, um, you know, if it's not the UFC, then it's going to be something like tennis or golf. And, um, out of those three, I'm happy it's the UFC. And if we can get three events in a week, I mean, my God, that that'll be like, that'll be Christmas time to be able to watch, you know, 40 fights, 40 new fights in a week. Um, I haven't been watching a whole lot of MMA. I've kind of taken this time actually to kind of refresh and get excited again for it. Um, I mean, I know we watch it. We love the sport, but um, it, it had become a routine somewhat. So uh, I, I don't hate the break necessarily because it's kind of rejuvenated my my craving for, for the fight. So yeah, I, no, I, I look forward to that. I kind of, I kind of hear you on that. It's funny that you say that because uh I had been been watching all these replays and old fights and stuff like that, and um, uh, I think I mentioned it on our podcast uh, not so long ago. You know, I, I can started contributing to one three seven p.m. Um, and they had me do. It's not published yet. It's probably going to publish next week. They had me do a lengthy piece, so I had to rewatch a lot of old fights, and I kind of like you. I got burned out, and I was just like, ah, I think I'm. I need a break. So I actually started binge watching stuff and playing video games and, you know, all this other stuff when I'm not writing for all the sites that I write for. But I, I hear you, man. I mean, it, it's definitely a, a small purge that I've done. I think uh, I'll get I'll get amped up again for uh, as we lead into next week and, and I start looking at the card more and which which I tweeted it out when they announced the card last week. Uh, it's 12 fights so far. I mean, hopefully nothing falls apart, but, you know, with what's going on you never know but um we were talking about it before we we went live um the fact that they're still pushing it as a pay-per-view still kind of pisses me off a little i i know uh i know everybody's got got to try to make money somehow but you know for a pay-per-view with the ad revenue and and the viewership that ESPN is probably lacking and needing you would think uh they throw the whole thing on and get all those new eyeballs but uh you know they could put it on for, they could put it on ESPN Red the whole event, and say just so you know, 
this would normally be a pay-per-view and maybe when things get back to normal you 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 know those those could be some potential new buyers but i mean what do i know i'm not i, I didn't sell anything for four billion dollars yeah it's it's a i mean i would have done stuff differently um I don't mind the UFC 249 card as it stands right now being a pay-per-view. Uh, I would have probably done it in reverse order, though. I probably would have done a fight night on Saturday, a fight night on Wednesday on regular ESPN, and then move that to trend into buying the pay-per-view on the 16th. Hmm. Um, that would have been, you know, that way you start to get eyes because I think this is going to hit a lot of people next week that aren't even going to realize it's happening. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a bubble of MMA fans. Um, a lot of people aren't even tuning into ESPN right now because there's nothing to watch. So yeah. even your casual sports fans aren't tuning in. Um, I don't think that they're going to necessarily see it. It's not advertised on TV like it used to be when it was, you know, direct TV pay-per-view or viewer's choice pay-per-view or whatever, whatever system it was coming through, you'd see commercials quite a bit throughout the day. As you watch television, you don't really see that. You don't hear it on radio like you used to. So I, I think it, it, it revolves around a lot of the ESPN push and with the casual, you know, right now you normally have baseball fans tuning into ESPN every night to watch baseball tonight. And they would see the little banner that says UFC pay-per-view those people aren't tuning in right now. There's nothing for them to, to watch on ESPN. So um, I think that's a little weird. I would have, uh, I don't, I'm more disappointed with the ESPN plus fight night cards. Um, give us something on ESPN. Give us some full cards on ESPN uh, to, to kind of wet our, wet our appetite a little bit. Um, maybe remind yeah, people. What are they that, showing like darts and golf? And I, no, there's not even that. I mean, oh, you're, wow. you're literally watching. I don't even know. I mean, I watched, the, the sports center at the end of the night, just because there's I, some I, NFL stuff and some basketball stuff. But yeah, um, basically it's talking about Michael Jordan and the, and the uh, documentary going on with him right now that, I mean, that's basically the highlight of the week for, for sports. Yeah. Center. That's uh, I think I saw some, uh, some esports thing I watched for like 20 minutes and that was about it. But other than that, like you said, man, I, uh, that's that, that last dance or the last horse ride or some shit. That, <laughs> the last dance. I, yeah. It's great. I mean, if, if you were a sports fan, I know that wasn't your, uh, your bag, uh, growing up so much or, yeah. or even now, but, uh, for me as a sports fan, the last dance has been outstanding. <laughs> I hated Michael Jordan. I'm a Laker fan. Uh, die hard. <laughs> um, he got his first uh, ring beating the, the Lakers in the 91. So from that point on, I was pretty much, uh, anti Jordan as, as much as possible. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's basically the highlight. Uh, I mean, I'm looking, all I got to look forward to this till the end of this weekend is when that plays on Sunday. That's two hours of some new content, even though it's old documentary footage, it's new content um, in the sporting world. And, and there's just none of that. So I would have, if I'm, I just, if I'm ESPN, I'm doing that. Second yeah. of all, I don't, um, I mean, I know we had gotten used to like 12 fight cards, I would I would have been fine if we kind of went the old school route and went back to like a seven or even eight fight, you know, cards, um, and had an extra Wednesday. If they're going to be in Jacksonville that that whole time, why not have one on the what the the twentieth or whatever? They're going to go the sixteenth and then the twenty third. Why not have another Wednesday night card? Um, and, and maybe they'll pop stuff up, but um. I think having a and, and maybe they're doing a twelve fight pay per view because there's a good chance, kind of as you indicated, of of losing a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you don't want to jinx it, but uh, you know we we lose fights from weigh ins, uh, and and that's just normal stuff. 
all it takes is any family member of anybody fighting um, coming up with anything, even the common cold at this point, and it's going to set off alerts to people, you know, and warning signs. So uh, that could happen. Um, But uh, I mean, as it stands right now, and like I said, we'll get in, we don't want to jinx it. So we'll get into it next week, but that first first card is, is loaded. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I hope, I hope it goes down smooth. I hope nobody gets sick. uh, And I hope we get the violence that, uh, (laughs) <laughs> we've been looking for for yeah. i mean it seems like it's been forever what we had our last pay-per-view may 7th or i'm sorry march 7th was the the romero Adesanya and the joanna uh yeah and then, and then fight then the ufc brazil card which was which was only the last three fights were kind of like you know really good the rest were it was happening at the beginning of that, all that's and, right so that happened like on the 12th or the 13th or 14th something the 14th, like that. The next, yeah the 14th so i mean it's really well we've been a whole what six weeks I mean, yeah. it, it feels like it's been months, but uh, it's just funny how it is. I mean, uh, like I said, when we started watching the sport, you were waiting around three, four months for a uh, a card, and you didn't know the card until uh, you know Bruce Beck or uh, uh, basically announced it on, on the on the opener of the pay per view. So uh, I look forward to it. I hope it goes down. If uh, everything goes smooth in Florida, then that's that's a plus. Um, they've got a venue they can set up. They don't have to move around. They don't have to travel. Um, mm-hmm. and right now I don't see, there's nothing else going to be booking that venue. I wouldn't think, uh, so, uh, yeah. you know, I saw that there was a rumor that they might do something in June, like in Pennsylvania or something. And uh, I saw that too. Uh, actually yeah, it was, I know my editor put it out there cause he's in that area for my MMA news, but, uh, you know, I mean, somebody will, will leak something. I'm sure by the time we're done, uh, you know, we were, we were only talking about Florida as a possibility and then two days later after we recorded last week. So I'm sure, I'm sure the pacing will be the same uh, this week for, for, for the podcast. But uh, as, yeah, I, mean, I, I just, I wouldn't, if I'm the UFC and I've got an empty arena and that's what we're doing, I'm mm-hmm. not jumping around. Yeah. I would stick to your guns. Cause all of a sudden you start threatening, you, you get into other States, you get into yeah. other cities. I, if, if things are going well in Jacksonville and they're quiet and no one's getting sick and uh, yeah, cause I thought they were going to do the Island in June. I don't even. I wouldn't even do the damn island. Why put more yeah, people on a yeah. plane for an extra six hours or wherever the hell it is? You know, the shirt, but that's what Hans tournament shirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I would stay in Jacksonville. Do pump out as many shows as you can there while things are good. If if the first uh, one and two and three go go down smooth, but um, I wouldn't be jumping state to state right now and putting people on planes. No, I, yeah, that's actually that's that's sound advice. I mean, you know, uh, you know, who listens to sound advice again from us? But yeah. I agree with you, man. But I mean, uh, if you have a go-to spot, then then that's the way to go. Uh, it looks like Bellator is going to have their go-to spot uh, at on a studio lot out in your neck of the woods. Um, obviously, no fans still, but I mean, it. Uh, I think they're playing it safer. Wait until July at least uh, for close-off events and to try to resume some type of normalcy. Um, did you uh, catch wind of that? And what did you think? Yeah, I saw that too. Um... I wish it was sooner than July. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, again, I'm not a doctor. Um, I wish we could always have these conversations with Dr. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. You know, he seems to kind of be the calming voice when, uh, yeah. when I get hyped up or, or you've got a question, but I, I just, uh, I wonder, you know, the numbers are dropping. I, I, the beaches are open out here now. Uh, I mean, oh, are are they? Sh- I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to show up with a lawn chair and kick it, but you can go walk. <laughs> you can go walk the beach, and you can go swimming in the ocean. And um, I mean, some of the LA and Orange County beaches up here have never really shut down. I mean, there's tens of thousands of people on the beach. So, I mean, you know, people have their opinions on whether they, you know, agree or disagree with those people. And um, I'm kind of beyond judging at this point uh I, i'm more kind of like let's wait and see what happens yeah. uh before we before we overreact um maybe it'll turn out they're a bunch of dumbasses and a bunch of people get sick and yeah. it was a huge mistake <laughs> or maybe not maybe out of the 20 million people on the beach you know there'll be three people get sick they'll recover and and we'll go okay you know it, it, this is where we're well, at yeah and that and that's kind of what dr lucas hinted at last week when he was on was like you know we're going to see these people that don't have the numbers. I mean, obviously, I'm in Jersey, number two in the whole country with, with cases and deaths and, and all the doom and gloom surrounding this virus, especially if you listen to our, our sorry-ass governor. But, uh, like, you know, if if states like this one in New York see these other states that are that are easing back in and folks aren't getting hit or as sick as, as we're seeing, then, obviously, you know, people can try to make more moves. And, and it's like, I mean, not for nothing, um, I think uh, Dana White was talking to TMZ and where he said this similar to what you said about, you know, like, you know, you have to try something. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it makes some sense to, to try things in pieces before you go full, uh, you know, before you go full on uh, Florida or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying that we should all, we should pack a 20,000 seat stadium uh, or arena. Yeah. Um, Anytime soon. And by anytime soon, I mean in the next, you know, six to eight weeks, let's say. Um, July still seems so far away to me. Yeah, um, man. You know, so I when, I see to go a, to Vegas in July. <laughs> when I see events uh, canceled in July and August and uh, it, it, it that's it in a sense, it, it somewhat frustrates me because I feel like we don't really know what we're getting into. So why cancel something so far out in time? Mm-hmm. Um I also have a different perspective. MMA for me has become the live experience. Um, I go mm-hmm. to so many that, I mean, I like watching on TV. I'm kind of the opposite of probably the general MMA fan. Most MMA fans prefer the television because they get the better view and they don't have to deal with crowds and, and cheap beer and all that crap. But I, I uh, you know, I've grown so accustomed to going and being a part of the crowd. And, and, and so for me, it, that's kind of where I, I come from. So that's where it's kind of disappointing when I f- see stuff getting canceled so much. Now bringing the fights back Bellator in July um, is cool. I, you know, I, I just, I wonder when we get to the point where, okay, Bellator can have one on one of their, their reservation fights. We do it in an outdoor uh, open air parking lot, mm-hmm. set the cage up. We put chairs around there. We space the chairs out, you know, six feet or three feet, whatever they determine in a couple months, what we're looking at. And, uh, and you start, you start with a crowd of maybe 500 people and, mm. you know, and you sell tickets and tickets, instead of it costing 50 bucks, every ticket in the house is 150. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't, it becomes more of a exclusive club initially and people that are, you know, maybe, maybe you regulate, maybe you have a thermo- uh, thermometer test at the door or something. I, I mean, I don't know. We're going to find out how this is going to work, but, um, I'm glad for Bellator. I'm kind of glad that they're waiting it out. Um, I don't think it hurts yeah. them. It's They're not in the same situation, I don't think, as the UFC. I think probably getting to save up a little bit of, uh, you know, the money that they were spending on stuff might help them in the long run. Um, 
I have a feeling like we, you know, we were hearing re- uh, rumors of, uh, of Ryzen, you know, having issues. Um, mm-hmm. I almost feel like this kind of helps because it's kind of, it takes away some of the pressure of forcing out events um, in, in a world where we're, we're force fed fights. Um, whereas like a, a Ryzen in my perfect world, there would be like two or three big events a year um, to kind of feed that, that appetite. And if they could make money off that, that'd be great. Um, so Bellator July is empty studio is if we get the fights that we were looking at, um, and, and, uh, you know, and there was a lot of great ones that have been canceled so far. Uh, yeah. And good for Bellator. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, businessmen aside when it comes to safety and, and, uh, and, and, I mean, I want to say common sense. I, I kind of, you got to lean Coker probably over, over most of the other promoters uh, out there. Um, yeah. He seems to make a lot of smart moves that, uh, that has the fighters uh, safety in mind. Uh, he was the first company to come out, be openly paying his, his everybody. Um, yeah. We should try to get Cutman Matt on to see, uh, maybe get an update on the, on the Bellator side of things, how things are unfolding. But uh you know, I'm just happy to see we're starting to hear rumors of fights coming up, and uh, and and just see how I'm I'm curious to see how everything unravels here because really this will set the stage for other sports. Once yeah. live fights start happening, uh, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, all everything else is going to start seeing. Okay, if we do it in certain situations like this, and and they're going to get and money's going to start. They're going to start going. Holy crap! UFC is making money now. We got <laughs> yeah. we, we to we start making money too, you know? So um, I, I'm just happy to see fights again. Yeah. I'm happy to see it too. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the things that struck me as odd, and I don't think we got to talk about it last week because we had Doc Lucas on was, uh, well, not odd, but I was kind of hoping anyway, the PFL pro fight league. Um, uh, it just jumped in my head. Now when you mentioned um, um, sports coming back, you know, they're, they're they're supposed to be the league uh, format for combat sports and MMA, and they normally don't start till late May, early June. The fact that they just postponed their whole season kind of struck me as odd. I guess, I guess they don't have studio options and stuff like that to to feature their events, but they're under ESPN. I would think they could have worked something out to to still do it closed off. But um, I don't know. Um, you know, tr- I I just found that weird that the they postpone a whole season and, and, and that's the basis of their format. Did you, uh, did you see that news and, and have any thoughts on it? I did see it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know PFL's financial situation. I think that's always kind of been a mystery mm-hmm. if we're being honest, um, as far as where the money's coming from. Um, you know, there's always been kind of the rumor that World Series of Fighting and UFC, or I'm sorry, and UFC had kind of a deal, and then PFL. It was almost like they were a feeder organization in, in a sense, um, with guys like Gagey and uh, Marais mm-hmm. and, and some of those guys kind of coming through there, and then some of the, the UFC guys at points of the dropping down almost to the the World Series of Fighting. Uh, uh, Rumble Johnson did at a time, uh, Arlovsky in the early days, uh, Josh Berkman, stuff like that, uh, Jake Shields. Um, so I, I don't know how much they rely on the live gate. I know they don't have giant crowds, but does that extra money 
play a big role in, in their finances. That I'm not sure about. Um, UFC can do it. They can sell pay-per-view. They don't need to necessarily have the gate. Um, it's not going to help them financially, but it's not going to it's not going to crush them. I just wonder if the production costs and everything of putting on an empty studio show mm-hmm. for a smaller organization is is financially worth it at this point. I think that's why we're seeing Bellator even wait till July because maybe you do a July event, you do a late July event, you do an August event, and then you're only two or three events, and then you're firing and to get in some crowd again, um, yeah. starting to create some. some the thing with them is that you know they they used to comp a lot of seats. I mean, and their, and their tickets weren't ex- exactly expensive. You know, when they were in the, when they do their garden thing, it's always the theater. It's not the arena. So it's like you know, I don't know. I just I just feel like that they, they probably could have moved forward. But um, well, I would I the cancel and, and they're supposed to be paying a stipend to everyone that didn't get cut. Although side reported that they they cut a third of the of the roster that they had started for this season, which is kind of like, you know. Well, in a sense, I don't mind that. I think that that's actually uh, a fair business move if you're going to cancel the season or postpone the season mm-hmm. by by cutting those fighters. You're giving them the opportunity to perhaps fight, fight the UFC, yeah. or they have a chance to to even if it's fighting for King of the Cage or. Uh, going to thailand and fighting and you know is something you know they they have a chance to go compete other places and and uh and try to earn a paycheck yeah uh the bigger names the the rory mcdonald's uh the the coopers the some of their champs and stuff those guys i imagine they're gonna they're gonna take care of those guys and make sure that uh they're happy and 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 not uh not going broke but uh yeah i don't know i i i don't know enough about the financials on the inside uh uh behind the doors on on how how much that goes um i mean let's just say hypothetically the ufc is funding pfl mm-hmm. right now the ufc doesn't want to fund pfl they're saying that they don't have enough money ba- they're <laughs> they're struggling you know what i mean so if that's some of their money source the ufc might have been going hey this three million dollars a year or whatever we're giving you to to fund your tournaments that's off the table right now we don't have we're in the we're negative in the books for yeah for i mean i feel like the funding the pfl thing is probably not i mean i don't know where they're i mean the, you know because with peter murray and all those guys involved and they're trying to do a reality tv thing I, um i don't feel like that's probably the thing that they're doing especially with guys like uh jake shields and, and people that that I mean, there, there's a lot of their fighters are openly anti UFC, especially if you look at the interviews with like guys like Ray Cooper and stuff. I mean, the, you know, uh, uh, what's his but name? then where's their money coming from? Because it just, I mean, there's I mean, no, I, what, no well, other they, organizations giving out million dollar checks yeah. to, to seven weight classes. I mean, they do it, they seem to do investing rounds a year. I get, you know, I get a lot, a lot of the press releases and stuff from them. So usually when they, they get folks, you know, that are, that are not publicly, you know, announced, but they, there's people throwing money at them. Um, and obviously the deal with ESPN is uh, got to be mutually exclusive somehow. So I know they're, they're still supposed to be producing some kind of content uh, when they made the announcement of postponing the season. Um, they're still supposed to be tr- producing some kind of content for ESPN. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's, it's I, I want them to succeed because I actually like that format a lot. I think it's probably the best co- for as a, for competitors. It's the best format out there. That's why Lance Palmer likes it, and Ray Cooper likes it, and all all of last season's champions like it. Jude, uh, Kayla, who's a uh, you know from that competed all her life for for judo in the Olympics. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I would prefer to see them succeed. So, I mean, wherever their money is coming from, I just hope they have enough to 
actually return in 2021, like they said. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for him too. I just, I feel like them being on ESPN, the UFC has something involved with them. I think mm-hmm. the UFC, at least they had to probably sign off on them signing with ESPN. Um, well, you never know. I mean, it's, it's it's ESPN and owned by Disney. I mean, if they could shut down, if they could shut down Dana White, you never know who's making this calling the shots there. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I you know, the UFC could have signed with a lot of people, and and I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I have no idea. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm just speculating. But I mean, talking about folks with uh, getting opportunity to do something. Uh, our our boy Uncle Chael has uh, uh uh been putting on events, and uh I mean uh I know uh, the matches were pretty fast, and you know there's a few submissions worth we're talking about. Uh, obviously, the highlight was the main event: Craig Jones versus Vinny Magalish. I know I know you watched it because we were both tweeting about it on Twitter, and that was not pretty, man. Uh, I don't know how Vinny Magalish didn't tap to the first one because he actually had that that submission locked in twice. So whatever happened the first time, it happened worse than the second time. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'm watching it, and and I'm sitting here, and I'm watching it, and he puts him in the and he, with Craig Jones, you're just like, okay, he's he's gonna attack the legs, you know, yeah. you know what's going on, and he grabs the, he grabs Vinny's ankle, and I'm watching it, and I'm going, his foot's facing the wrong direction. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've seen, we've seen, we've all seen flexible uh, elbows and we've seen flexible, you know, legs and, and for like knee bars and stuff that's kind of made you like wince a little bit, but you go, oh my God, okay. They're just su- super flexible. Yeah. I can't really think of many times, like a flexible ankle really doesn't exist. I mean, there, there's guys who <laughs> yeah. have uh, pain thresholds, but if your ankle spun the wrong way on your leg, his foot it's, was backwards. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching it. I'm going, yeah. I'm going, holy shit. And then, uh, and then the match keeps going and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just saw it wrong. And, 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 and if you, if you listen to, you know, Chael did the commentary by himself for the whole thing. And he actually, before that happened, he told a story of how he went against Greg Jones. That's how he met him at, uh, I think it was the ADCC, uh, tournament, uh, or, or something to that effect. But uh, he he had to fill in for for uh, I think he filled in for Vinny or someone, but that's how he met Craig Jones and they went at it and and he said that Jones locked in the submission twice on him before Chael just eventually uh, verbally tapped out because Jones didn't crank it he locked it in and was like all right you know I know this guy wasn't the, my initial opponent and he probably doesn't know these things and and Chael knew uh, Craig Jones was being nice and and I kind of saw that happening with this one but you know given all the leg locks don't work and all the trash talk that Vinny was doing leading up to this having uh one against gordon ryan too um i feel like jones jones maybe turned it up a little but if you if you rewatch a lot of people were like oh what are they talking about uh i think jones was saying to Vinny was like i heard it you know it popped and i turned it all the way around are you he was kind of checking if he was all right and then uh when they went at it again because they I, i think uh the first time Vinny kind of waved it off, and then the second time it looked like uh, Vinny Magalesh was kind of like, yeah, because uh, you could see he stopped pushing off on that leg. It was already getting discolored, and uh, I mean that's why they called it a verbal submission because he didn't tap, but it looked like after the fact he was like, no, I, it's it's that's completely separated down there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and uh, there, I my, I had a couple takes from it. One, I thought the referee did a horrendous job. First of all, I, you got to find out what they're talking about. If you, I mean, if you miss seeing the guy's ankle 
facing the wrong direction on his leg. He did ref like all the matches though. Oh, I yeah. uh, I think in that match specifically yeah. though, like there was a lot of chatter going on. I mean, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. you don't see matches where guys are talking. He um, should have said, like, what's what's the, what's the chit-chat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe maybe the first one you let slide. Okay, like, he got out of it. Maybe they're just having competitor back and forth. The second one, basically, Jones let go, I think, either because he, he – I mean, you're the grappler. You know, you, you break a guy's foot. You start spinning it around his leg. I mean, you know, unless you're looking to maim the dude – I mean, I don't know what the physical. I mean, you. In my mind, you start talking about possibly losing a foot. You know, when you start. Yeah. Tear, I, mean, I mean, I mean, he 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 was he was a hard crank away from ripping that, twisting that thing. You know, seven twenty around his leg, and and yeah. it being one of the most gruesome injuries we've ever seen in combat sports. Well, there's um, some pretty. I mean, it, it 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 in that world it's weird because there's there's some pretty, there are some dudes out there, and and sometimes you can only go by what you're seeing, like. You know, there's folks that that'll attack a submission. I mean, kind of like what Greg Jones does do. He did it against Rumble Johnson. You know, like he fits it in, and like so he knows Rumble Johnson is not a, a, a high level grappler like he is. So when he fit in the heel hook, you, if you rewatch that match, he he fits it in. He makes sure it's secure, and then he torques it slightly. And when as soon as he sees a reaction from from Rumble, he lets go. But Vinny's from this world. You know, again, he he he's got a win against Gordon Ryan. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, uh, have you ever seen uh, uh, Paulo Meow's uh, matches where he's had his, <laughs> he's had limbs bend complete, uh, completely all the other ways that they're not supposed to bend, but still moved like a regular person afterward. Yeah. Whereas, you know, so, so, I mean, it could have been one of those things where, where Craig Jones was like, okay, maybe I can turn this and it doesn't bother him. And, and maybe he's just really flexible. There's a, a guy at my, my gym that's, uh, he used to be a. He came from the world of ballet, so when when we're doing leg locks on him, he he actually his foot has turned the other way and and he's been fine. Like he's tapped because he knows he's supposed to, so that mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But you know, with the, at the level of competition they were in, I just don't know where where their minds were. And, and I feel like after the second one, you could see it in Greg Chone's face too. He was just like. Uh, you're 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 done dude like yeah stop. no I, that's he kind of that's what i that's what i picked up like he was yeah. kind of going what do you want me to do do you i mean are we are we gonna am i gonna uh, break it yeah <laughs> I, I, you know am i gonna permanently maim you, are you do you want to walk you know i mean my and that's where the referee for me because this wasn't like this was like a firefight mma fight where there was just non-stop crazy action i mean yeah. you had stops in the action where dudes were like holding 30 second conversations practically with each other. Yeah. You got a doctor there. If Craig Jones is verbally saying, bro, your ankle is <laughs> it's yeah. broken. Then I feel like the referee should be close enough to the action there to go, Hey, time out. Let's have a doctor come in. Cause when they showed his ankle at the end of the night, it wasn't a pretty sight. It was, it was, no, and, and was crazy. It was purple. And yeah. I was looking for like updates. Like I checked his socials and stuff, and and I wanted a, a message of promotion to be like, you know, how is he? Because I mean, the thing that sucks is, and, and I hate to bring up what we started with, but it's like, you know, you don't really want to be around doctors and hospitals right now with everything going around. You know what I mean? That's my other take on it. Is like yeah. we we want to stop dudes from having to go in and have reconstructive ankle and knee surgery right now, um, if possible, um, and. and Jones was obviously yeah. being, I mean, Jones, if, if that was Paul Harris, Vinny's 
leg is he probably <laughs> i mean he, it's probably yeah. amputation <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so yeah, I, I, no. that's that's where the dog i, I mean i i hope it was a separation like just all foot separation you know like just there's ligaments and tendons and stuff but you know like stuff like that and 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 uh i i just i hope there wasn't i hope there wasn't anything so bad that there's actual bones that have broke that requires pins and all that stuff because then, you know, I mean, and not for nothing, Vinny is somebody that fights in MMA. So, I mean, I mean, his, his go-to, uh, his last two years, he fought in a PFL. He made it to the finals in 2018. He was, he, he, he made a, a decent run in 2019, but uh, I mean, for him, I mean, I guess this was him doing something uh, with them having postponed their season. And and now, now he's not going to be able to do anything. You know? Yeah, I mean, hope, hope, yeah, hopefully it was a sprain or some crazy. I mean, hopefully maybe maybe he has rubber ankles, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was bizarre. Um, my other take from the whole event, and uh, probably one of the biggest shocking upsets I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, uh, of combat was uh, Austin <laughs> yeah. Vanderfort. I wasn't um, too surprised at that though. Submitting Richie Martinez, I you you could have won a lot of money if you if you thought he would submit him uh i thought i didn't think it was i thought there was a chance I, I actually to i couldn't find a sports book for me to place a bet on but I, I actually wanted to i mean i've seen martinez submit everybody in the, in the yeah. world practically so um I, I i didn't see that happening um, only- i thought i thought that vanderfort could win with the overtime yeah. rules and mm-hmm. just how, how strong and muscular he is i thought he could escape stuff i didn't see him being able to finish uh rich martinez well I mean, the that- only, only reason i i kind of wasn't surprised was because you know I, I followed his career before he was in in uh, bellator um he used to fight over at victory fighting championships and uh, actually, the interviews on this YouTube channel. If you scroll down and look at the videos, you'll see the when I talked to him for his last fight there. And he uh, he used to fight at 170. He walks around like you know 195 or whatever. He fights at 185 now in Bellator. But um, uh, he's he's uh, having stood in front of him. I mean, his his frame is right for grappling. And like you said, I mean, he's a he's a beast. He's he's a monster. And uh, so if you look, if you rewatch that. Those first two sub attempts that uh, Boogeyman went for, those were kind of locked in, and he kind of just scramble muscled his way out there. there. There was no technique involved in that, and I think that's where that's where he uh, was able to survive during the regular time. So it looked like his, I mean, his plan worked because obviously, you know, he w- he was using his athleticism and stuff to uh, to get Martinez to the end where he would be fatigued enough to to kind of you know you know force. Uh, force his uh his younger i mean hey not for nothing these these guys have been competing for a while and um you know everybody knows uh uh, you know uh i think um henner henner and uh and his his, henner gracie and his brother there's a whole thing on their youtube channel where they talk about the boyd belts and and uh how how ranking belt rankings in jiu-jitsu can modify based on size and strength now because everybody knows something so I, I know Vanderfort's only a purple belt and, and uh, Martinez is a black belt in Tenth Planet, but when you when you start doing that athleticism and age, they kind of obviously leveled out. So. Yeah, and and, and uh, I think Martinez uh, took the fight uh, against him on on shorter notice. He may have taken him lightly. Yeah. Um, him just not being a name, maybe hearing you know what I mean. Like we know Vanderfort. I mean, 
generously, pro, you know, mainly because he's married to Paige Van Zant, um, is how a lot of people know him. Yeah. Uh, uh, we know him from from watching him fight, and yeah, um, the BFC. Oh, I missed that promotion. They had that square cage. I used to love that. But I mean, this is a situation to me where that win right there, like boosts his boosts his uh, value for Bellator. I mean, you've got the talking point alone and the uh, is going to, is going to help him move up the ranks in, in the Bellator uh, mm-hmm. middleweight class. All of a sudden a match, uh, you know, there's some, there's some fights there that uh, start to look a little bit, you know, interesting with him. Um, when you, when you throw in his submission game, we knew he had good wrestling, tough dude, undefeated. Uh, but when you start saying, okay, well maybe this dude is actually one of the best submission grapplers in, in the world. Um, that 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 opens up a lot of doors and, and stuff. So uh, I was super impressed by him. Uh, I like the pacing of the event. I like that we're not in for like a four hour, five hour. Uh, you know, yeah. I love event. the pacing of submission on the ground. You know, he kicks in. What do we? What was there about seven matches or so that got got done in in about two hours? Um, you know, obviously the the length of the matches contribute to that but uh yeah the the, the no downtime uh and it sounds like the only reason there is any downtime is because they're actually sanitizing the cage in between matches so um chael's doing a good thing keeping it on again like if that can go down why can't we start getting into the the certain things like you know i understand mma events require more um judges and and there, there's some more people that need to be around the, the well the, the risk of injury is greater too so they get more they definitely need more people than you know chills just had the one doctor on standby correct right? but you don't you, you need commission and you need yeah. there's you, you need ambulances you usually have to have two ambulances on standby so i would think that they have an ambulance on standby for for if submission underground yeah I mean, i'm saying like like most mma events require too because you know that way there's ones there while there's always in. one there yeah. Yeah, yeah correct correct so yeah uh i was glad to see it though it's fun to watch uh, i kind of forgot about it got home about 3 30 my time popped it on it was a couple matches in but uh got to see all the big names so um I, I, it's cool uh it sounds like we got one coming up uh what on the End of this, end of next month. Or? May thirty first, submission underground fourteen. I mean, I, I, I think the move to fight pass has been awesome. Um, I gotta try to see if I can do something with. Uh, I mean, I've interviewed Jake Smith and Chris Lencioni before, who were on that card. Uh, I know they they would be uh, down to come on the podcast, but I, I, I really would like to get to Chael if he wasn't such a busy. I mean, you know, he's a Chael's a hustler. Even though he's not fighting, he just does more. You know, he's he's. <laughs> He needs yeah. to write another book on, on navigating the space in MMA because he's, I mean, he's UFC, Bellator, analyst, ESPN, like he's all over the place. So, Well, I think that kind of wraps us up for, uh, for this week. Um, again, we look forward to next week, hopefully having a preview show for UFC 249. Yeah. Let's do some picks and uh, really, really try to break down a exciting potential <laughs> fight card. Um until then, uh, look uh, look to uh, look at our affiliate links uh, on our YouTube page, um, and you can follow us at uh, Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me at MMA Hawk Twenty One on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram. Um, let's cross our fingers, Ed. Uh, everybody, <laughs> stay staying as healthy as possible right now. Numbers continue to drop and. Uh, we get a uh, action-packed uh, Saturday night on uh, on May 9th.
yeah if it if we don't lose it we'll we'll do a stream friday night like a couple of beers on hand a couple of jokes i'll break your balls a little bit and uh yeah and hopefully we have uh, some a main card to uh to make fun of on the ufc's website with the bad stats and and all (laughs) well i mean even if there's no fight we can always do that (laughs) (laughs) that's true all right we'll we'll do we'll do that friday anyway yeah yeah take it easy i'll uh, i'll talk to you next week cool later hey guys ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on youtube and anywhere you listen to podcasts also if you'd like to help us out and donate uh the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our youtube channel the blogboard jungle um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support we'll give you a shout out on the podcast maybe uh bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.